we might be the last generation of the blank page because the future was going to look like is Word is going to ask you, hey, Mike, what do you want to do today? You type <laughs> something and it gives you a layout, a framework, something. You're never going to see a blank page moving forward. You know, your kids, my kids are not going to see that. They're just going to have something already built out, wow. an initial point. They don't have to start from scratch, any task whatsoever. Please compose an opening greeting for the listeners of Retail Oriented Podcast about artificial intelligence. Oh, hey. Welcome back to Retail Oriented Retail Fans. I'm your host, Mike Fowler. I'm the VP of Retail Strategy here at the Sales Factory. And today we've got a really special guest, Juan Hernandez, who is a great friend, a great soccer player, Real Madrid fan. We won't hold that against him. Uh, and our resident AI guy who knows everything about artificial intelligence, he's teaching our staff constantly. He's always learning about it himself. So we're really excited to have him and talk about the greatest and latest trend, artificial intelligence. Juan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. Happy to be here. Juan, if you can kind of level set us and kind of start us off with a little bit about your background. How did you get into the seat today? Where did you start your career and what kind of got you interested in AI and got us sitting here today? Yeah. So as you know very well, you know, the Cell Factory Boomer is a thing. So this is my second time yep. here at Cell Factory. So when I joined first, I helped the company develop the um, consumer insights practice. So this time I'm doing the same thing, but with AI. So when I talked to Jed about, you know, what roles can I be, can I do back in February, we, we quickly realized that AI was one the, the thing that was most important right now. So I became the AI guy. Yeah. And so you're <laughs> figuring it out kind of on the job as you go, yeah. as everybody is today, right? Because it's emerging so rapidly. We're having to learn on the job, learn where there's applications, where there's not. So... Can you kind of level set us also on what are the do's and don'ts? Like what are the basic best practices for AI before we kind of get into how are we actually using it? Talk to us about what can you do? What can it do? What shouldn't you do maybe? Yeah, I mean, AI too, back surprise, even the guys that are in the Pump2 team at Google, right? Those guys are working in a geniuses. They're even surprised by how these things are working right now. So yeah, everybody's... Too just taken by surprise. So I think the safest way to think about AI, or in this case, generative, generative uh, AI, is think about it as your assistant, as your intern. Okay. So you can ask to do some work for you. You can always ask any questions, but always be like mindful of if something looks wrong, double check it. You know, sometimes, again, if it does, it's easy. Your intern, your assistant can do it right. If it's a little bit more complex, it's probably going to need some overseeing, some fine-tuning to get it right. What you're prompting with and what you're entering in, right? You get, we got to be a little bit thoughtful about what we're sharing and how do we approach the information that we are putting into, into prompts as well. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the assistant or intern mindset, right? If you turn your, your intern, you know, go put this ball there. Yeah. Right. He will put it there. Right. Now, if you tell it, tell it, you know, 
this ball is, I don't know, like a Fabergé glass, something, yeah. you know, he will treat it differently. So the more context you provide to the assistant, to the intern, the better he's, he or she's going to do the work. So okay. that's the same thing happens with prom, that's prom engineering. Just think about all the context you can provide and you're going to see that you get a better results. You get out what you put in, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Sometimes, yeah, people think, adage, right? Crap in, crap out kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people think like, you know, write me a song. Yeah. And sometimes I say, well, it didn't do a good job. Okay. But do you want to rap? Do you want it, you know, JC yeah. style? Do you want it Eminem style? I mean, because remember this thing is predicting is sort of guessing what you ask. Okay. So if you give him more clues, it's going to be more accurate in finding out what you want. I think that kind of helps us in terms of like, how, how do we think about it and how do we begin to approach using it? Can you talk us through how Sales Factory is starting to integrate this into our work for, you know, w- with within the retail landscape of how do we help clients win, right? And yeah. that's kind of always how we're thinking about our work with our clients. It's all about how do we help them win? How do we create more sales? How are we integrating and folding AI into that? Yeah, and, and that's the challenge, right? Because AI can do anything. So really the thing is about prioritizing and figure out what we need to do first. We really are doing two things. First is trying to figure out what off-shells AI tools we can use to yeah. become more efficient. And yeah. you know, when you're more efficient, you provide higher value to our clients, right? So that's the first thing. The other thing is also we're thinking about how we can use all of our knowledge about retail about consumer insights to develop consumer behavior predicting tools mm-hmm. so that's a big benefit right because uh, you know working big companies and and if you think about that in those scenarios it takes maybe a quarter to launch a survey and to get the answers back yeah you know if we are able to create these tools that can predict consumer behavior you can potentially get answers in seconds wow are they going to be 100 percent right no but you yeah. know the speed and being sort of right, you can outpace the competition that way. So that's that's our our goal here yeah. right now. Well, even the greatest consumer research is not 100% right. So it's 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 still the evolution and the speed is going to be really wild to see over the next few years or even months. It's happening so fast we can't even predict yeah. how how quickly we'll get there. Right. Some of our listeners are probably a little bit familiar with the consumer pulse. It's sales factories, consumer understanding surveys that we're sending out. We started this during the early days of COVID weekly, trying to keep our, you know, our finger on the pulse of what's happening with consumers, what they're thinking and what they're feeling. How are we today starting to weave AI into the pulse as well? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, I was very lucky when, when, when I got here that you guys did that and we have like three years worth of data. Yeah, there's a lot of data. Because that's the one thing, again, going back to Gen AI, what it does is takes the data, identifies patterns, and then when mm-hmm. you ask a question, try to figure out, okay, what, what of the patterns that I have been trained on are closer to what you're asking me to kind of you know, predict your, the answer to your question. So if you think about that, you know, we have all this rich data about consumer behavior, so again, when we develop tools to predict consumer behavior, um, we we are leveraging all of that data plus the primary mm. research we do on our client because that will produce more accurate results. The more data in, the the better it is at predicting. And luckily, we kind of got lucky on that that we had three years of data collection that exactly. we had been doing of 
a litany of different subjects and everything from political stuff to health to retail things. Like we, we asked a lot of questions over the last three years. So we got a lot of data to pull from. So as we develop our integration of AI and and what that's going to be able to pull out of all that data is going to be cool to see. So I think that's something for everybody paying attention to what sales factory is doing and the content that we're pulling, putting out, you're going to see some really interesting stuff coming out of that in the next year or so. Right. Yeah. You know, in the business jargon, that's a remote. Yeah. Right. Because anybody nowadays can train a model, but if you don't have the right data or if you have better data, then your model is going to perform better than the other. So that's kind yeah. of what is going to set us apart. Yeah. We'll say that it was all part of the plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Predicting the future. But it is all part of, uh, of kind of our, um, at Sales Factory, our general approach to the market and understanding the consumer. That's been it since day one, right? So it is just, it's evolving daily in, in yeah. how we do that. Next, I kind of want to talk about this and how it applies to our clients and our clients wins as well. So can we talk about a little bit about between concept and merchandising innovation, like how are those cycles changing and how is AI impacting those cycles? Yeah. I mean, we talk about speed on the consumer insights and I think it's even more dramatic on the pro development Yeah, because think about like, you know, years ago, Rapid prototyping was it, right? Like just put something together yeah. quickly and test it. And that still took weeks, months, whatever. Right now you could go and use, let's say, TrendGuard, something like ChatGPT or you, one of these uh, large language models and another image generator model. Mm-hmm. And you can create a uh, product concept in minutes, really, literally <laughs> in an hour. <laughs> If you're very thoughtful, right? Because you can, in Trend God, you can see what are the trends in your category. Sure. You refine it and then you can ask ChatGPT to write the concept, the product concept, to yep. write the PR release, all of that. And then you can create some images and create a survey and start testing in, again in, in a day, right? Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> it's wild from when yeah. you and I started to the ability to, to escalate that timetable so quickly. You know, I think back to client meetings that I've had on, on the manufacturer side with merchants and with retailers trying to develop new ideas and innovation for their customer base yeah. and kind of talking them through the timetable of that and, and getting the disappointed looks and the, uh, we really need you to, to escalate that timetable and, and make it a little bit quicker and bring it to market faster. It, that's possible now in a thoughtful way. You don't just have to slap something together and just hope that it sticks and hope that it works. You can you can kind of still take the thought-based approach and get something quickly, which is wild. Have you seen or are we starting to work on examples of how that's going to work with clients? Is that integrating into client work today? Yeah, yeah. So like I said, we think about a subscription model, for instance, you know, like yep. to develop, uh, to create category experts for our clients. Again, we'll take our consumer purse data, all the primary data we have for our clients, feed that into a model plus, you know, scraping social media, manufacturers and industry websites, Yep, all of that into one model. So we create this category expert entity, just yeah. to call it something. Yeah. And, you know, you can ask any questions you can think of and, and, and you can get answers immediately. Then even down the road, we're thinking about like 
multimodal solutions that you know not to get too geeky about it but something like you can upload an image like can be a merchandising image yeah and say you know what consumers would think about this or how can i make my brand stand more than this or and things like that and the model is going to give you answers yeah on retail oriented and as a retail fan myself that's not geeky at all it <laughs> seems like the coolest thing um to be able to think about just that level of feedback and speed again is is it's unprecedented and that's no surprise to anybody since we're talking about ai that it's unprecedented but it's gonna change the way that everything works in in the retail world um and in pretty quick succession like that's going to happen fast can we talk a little bit about concept testing and how that's going to work in the real world and in in ai like how do we how do we think about a b testing and concept testing and messaging and packaging and all of that uh in, in relation to this we're working on uh another solution on the digital market marketing yeah. area, uh, paid media. And really what this will allow us is, think about this, when you create a campaign, right? You have to create the headlines, the images, and then put it all together and test all of that. So with AI, you can quick, quickly care, create a multiple combinations mm -hmm. and then even, even use AI tools to create your landing pages so you don't have to you know, yeah. wait on developers to create all of that. So again, really become more efficient. And then you will use AI again, the backend to do the analysis. So you don't have to test every possible scenario. You just test the minimum requirement. And then, you know, you can find the optimal solution right away. So it's more efficient in the development, the setting up the uh, tests. It's more efficient in the analysis of the results. And it's going to be more efficient in the in the actual in the, in the performance because you get to the optimal solution faster. Yeah, let's talk about kind of merchandising and from the standpoint of picking the right assortment, optimizing your assortment, coming back it because my team is is yeah. in point of sale data every day, every day, right? That's what we live in, and we we are constantly picking out the little nuances from the SKU level, the store level to, to optimize what we're doing and see where there's weak spots that can be improved or where we're doing really well and what can be replicated from that to other stores, right? To, yep. to bring all the sales up. Talk us through how AI is going to integrate into, into that world of analyzing your assortment and your data and, and stuff and making recommendations that are going to make money for your, for your merchants. Before your team existed, I did sort of that on an ad hoc basis sometimes when they sell i remember this case where a grill manufacturer have a problem with sales sales were soft yeah everything looked good on the surface i started digging into the data and uncovered that there were issues um on certain clusters stores clusters mm -hmm. like let's say you know one cluster preferred smokers and we were our stock smokers on those stores yeah other clusters that prefer gas grills were out of stock of yeah. Even though at the surface we didn't have inventory Major levels inventory because stuff, yeah. you know everything looked fine. So that probably took me you know two weeks to figure out. Again, right now AI will do the analysis for you in in seconds, and not only that, it will you know if you feed uh, segmentation data, experience data will tell you you know what kind of people live in a in a certain zip code. Yeah. So you know what the stores are, you know. Was the composition of people that, that live around those stores? And again, you can take social media data, you know, website data, scrape all of that, put all of it into an analysis, and it's going to give you, you know, many, many, many more dimensions to your solution 
than me working by myself, you know, in a matter of seconds, than me by myself working, you know, for two weeks on it. So, <laughs> I mean, it, this is going to be like transformational. Nobody's going to, I don't think anybody knows how it's going to look like, but yeah, it's going to be incredible. It's all positive, right? It's all aspirational and exciting and everybody's gets I think everybody gets very excited about the efficiencies that are potentially there, right? And the speed and the innovation that's going to come from this, but we still have to especially now be very thoughtful in how we use it and where we use it and how we integrate it. Can you talk through a little bit of like what's the human role moving forward now and then what do you see in the future? There are studies out there that have proven over and over again that the best solutions, the best performance is when the model works with a oversight of a human. It's not like you type an answer, you get the answer, you take yeah. it, no. Yeah. You take it, you analyze it, you figure out, you know, maybe after you saw that first solution, you think about, okay, maybe if I provide this context, I get a better result. So human always can make the output better. Yeah. That's no question about it. There's not going to be one case where, you know, this machine alone can outperform a human. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they do it individually, yes, but if we work together, the result's going to be better. That's something that for me is, is gonna is not going to change. So, and I heard the other day about from engineering is going to be like having Excel skills today, mm. right? It's something that everybody in the office is going to use it at yeah. some point. So that's going to be like you must have. Yeah. Skill. I think I emailed you the other day talking about prompt engineering and just kind of basics for, you know, for old guys like me. I mean, I, re- I remember when social media was just starting. I remember MySpace and, you know, the beginnings of, of social media. So, and I was a young man when I was figuring all that stuff out. I'm not as young a man anymore and figuring all these things out today. So I think it's, it's, good for us all to keep in mind there is a learning curve here it is not as complex as it may seem you know starting to interact with it is a great way to learn it right so it's one of those things just like a lot of things where you get in you start doing and you figure out more and more and you improve and uh, your interaction with it becomes better and as a result your outputs and what you're getting uh, become better as well yeah. If there was one thing that you would kind of share with all of our listeners, both merchants and retailers, as well as manufacturers and vendors to those retailers, if you were to give them kind of one piece of advice of like, do this or think about this in terms of how you're going to market in the retail landscape today with e-commerce, as well as brick and mortar, what would you tell them to be thinking about in terms of how to how to use and how to utilize AI? Don't expect uh, generative AI to solve your problems. Yeah. Right. One thing that I always talk about is the double diamond framework. So you get a problem, right? Mm-hmm. You can use AI to refine your problem statement or peel the onion, if you will, to yeah. get to the root cause. Then once you do that, you can use again AI to help you branch out and kind of uncover all the possible solutions. Mm-hmm. And so, the, because that's going to help you find the best solution. Mm-hmm. That's why it's kind of called the double diamond, because you start yeah. with one problem, you brainstorm all the possible problems, find your 
problem statement or refine your problem statement, come back to one issue, then you kind of use it to expand it to kind of brainstorm with the gender AI tool to find the best solution and then you come up with a so yeah. unique solution. It's just gonna broaden our capacities, right, for thought on on problems and solutions on both sides of yeah. the double diamond. As you say, it's it's gonna help us to add more context, add more different possibilities for for ways to tackle problems. So yeah. That's and, that's a great advice. And one more thing I want to add on that yeah. is we might be the last generation of the blank page. Yeah. Because the future what's gonna look like is Word is gonna ask you, hey Mike, what do you wanna do today? <laughs> you type something and it gives you a layout, a framework, something that you start with. So hmm. you're never gonna see a blank page moving forward. You know, your kids, my kids are not gonna see that. They're just gonna have something already built out, wow. initial point. They don't have to start from scratch, any task whatsoever. That's interesting to think about. As humans um, and, and our constant drive to create and innovate and conquer and having that piece change, at least change what it looks like, is going to be interesting in, in how future generations adapt to that and what that means. I think that's a good one. To, that's a good uh, statement to end on. But I never let any guests go without some hot seat questions. So hot seat questions are super simple, right? I'm just going to ask you a question and I want you to just quick fire. Give me the first thing that pops into your head. Don't think about it. Just what intuitively comes out. All right. So first question is, what was the first computer game that you couldn't get enough of as a kid? I don't remember the name of it, but it was like a car chasing game yeah. where, you know, the police caught up to you. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like, you know, uh, monochromatic, yeah. all stuff. Yeah. I just played for hours, even though it was the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Can't go wrong with a car chase ever. Yeah. What podcasts are you loving right now? What are you listening to? What do you love? Revisionist history for Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. That's my go-to. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, because of my role now, there is a, there's one called This this Week in AI. Mm -hmm. And this is a crazy thing. Uh, it is, the average, I would say, is like 90 minutes long yeah. per episode. Yeah. Um, but those guys actually have to rush to get all the content they want in. This tells you the pace of change on AI. Yeah. Like, you know, most podcasts, 20 minutes are like even yeah. too, too long. This one is 90 and still like they, they cannot put everything in. <laughs> in so. so you've got history podcasts and what's happening today and in the future podcasts. You're pretty yeah. well-rounded on what you're, what you're listening to. Last one, and this one is an important one to me. I love a sense of humor. Do you think AI will ever develop a sense of humor? I mean, to some, to some extent, it already <laughs> has, right? If you ask, tell me a joke. In Seinfeld style, it will tell you something. Oh my gosh. Mad. Wow. So, I mean, it might not be original, but I think it would be funny. I bet. Could be original <laughs> to you, right? And that's like, all that matters. Yeah. If you haven't heard it before, then it's original to you. Yeah. Juan, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, we certainly learned a lot today. We are excited to see what's coming out. So keep an eye on things that Sales Factory is putting out with and around the topic of, of AI, because I think it's going to be exciting, especially for retail focused people and people that are interested in what's happening in the retail landscape to, to understand how that's integrating in because it's going to be a part of our lives, right? Yeah. I mean, it is already in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for coming on and we appreciate you. See you next time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. 
So there you have it. Um, if you're finding your way in the retail world, trying to figure out how do you integrate AI into your processes from merchandising to product assortment decisions to product development, we hope you learned something from this episode. Juan had some great nuggets to take away there. Uh, if you got any questions, we'd love to engage with you and have a conversation about it. So drop a comment in the comment section. Um, and we would be happy to reply. Also, if there's any other topics that you're especially interested in hearing about on retail-oriented or guests you'd like us to have us have on, drop a comment in the comment section, or you can email me directly at mike.fowler at salesfactory.com. Um, and we would love it if you subscribe to the channel so you're always in, in the know and up to speed on all the content that we're putting out. Click the like button and don't forget to hit the little bell icon so that you always know when a new episode drops. And remember, when you're thinking about retail and thinking about the retail channel, it's always about selling in and selling through.